can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back to another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido, and we are coming off of a tough loss in overtime. John Morant was too much. Uh, the kid is a problem. Dylan Brooks also had a great night. Uh, but going to follow today's podcast, same as usual. Uh, going to start with player of the game, go through some of the good, some of the bad. Uh, and in the back half, we are going to talk some more trade rumors. Things are heating up in the Aaron Gordon sweepstakes, uh, so we will get into that a little bit more. Uh, to get started, want to give player of the game to a guy that I definitely have given a lot of shit to all season long, along with every other Celtics fan, uh, and that is Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague played unbelievable basketball tonight. And, like, unbelievable is an understatement. 26 points, 6 assists on 10 of 12 shooting, 2 of 2 from the 3-point line. The only area that he didn't shoot phenomenal in was free throws, uh, 4 of 7. But 10 of 12, 26 points. I never in a million years would have thought I would be hoping for a Jeff Teague shot late in the game. When Marcus Smart took that Hail Mary three where it kind of looked like he got fouled, I was really hoping Jeff Teague had the ball in his hands. Never thought I would say that. Ever. Uh, but overall, I mean, this is a, it's a tough loss. I mean, we obviously did not have Jason Tatum uh, because of an illness tonight. No Kemba. No Tristan Thompson. And the Celtics got abused. On the inside. And we'll go through that. But before we do, I do want to talk a little bit about Jeff Teague today. So, uh, really had a, a lot of a lot of just fantastic plays. Got into the lane at ease uh, pretty much the entire game. Had a, had a bunch of excellent assists. Drove, drove towards the lane, dished out. Uh, and he was doing it all night long. So that to me was a, a huge positive out of today's game. Again, we have not seen this consistently, so I'm never gonna say Jeff Teague has turned a corner. Uh, but this was a this was a good performance for him. Uh, the other guy that really played well uh, was Jalen Brown. Uh, I can't say really played well, but he played well enough. He had spurts where he was unbelievable. Uh, but end of the night, 27 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, and a block. Uh, had a tough night shooting from 3 after his 10 of 18 performance last game. Uh, only shot 3 of 11 from 3 today. But he had a couple instances uh, where he was just unstoppable. A couple like aggressive drives. Uh, couple really nice assists towards Time Lord, too. Drove to the lane, dished it off to Time Lord. Uh, you saw his, like, unstoppable fadeaway jumper in transition a couple times. I got down into the post, fadeaway in Dylan Brooks's eye. Uh, so, overall, I mean, solid, solid performance from him. Uh, and we saw pretty good performances tonight from uh, Daniel Tice and and Grant Williams, and Time Lord. 
So our three big men that actually played today played pretty well. Uh, Daniel Tice, 13 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, Grant Williams, 10 points, 3 assists, 2 rebounds. Time Lloyd, 17 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, and 4 blocks. Uh, So overall, I mean, again, our bigs played pretty well offensively. Uh, The big problem was really on the defensive end, and we'll dive into it, but... Uh, outside of that, we didn't have a ton of great performances. Now, this was another, I guess, situation where we got to see decent minutes from Neesmith and Pritchard. Uh, didn't get a ton of, you know, action stats-wise. Pritchard had a couple of couple of deep threes, uh, a couple nice assists. Neesmith, a couple of excellent hustle plays. Uh, dove on the floor a couple times, made himself useful in that sense, but uh, really didn't do a whole lot as far as stat sheet goes. Uh, I will say this, Neesmith had a top of key three, also had a really nice like drive to the lane and got fouled. Uh, so that was a huge moment where I thought the Celtics were going to kind of turn the page and kind of move into a a better run uh didn't quite happen that way uh but overall i mean offensively this is a fairly solid game 30 points in the first 35 in the second uh 21 in the third which is where again we lost and we got outscored by 13 uh but then 31 in the fourth so overall, I mean, again, we played pretty well offensively. Uh, defensively was a shit show uh, for both teams. I mean, one thirty-two, one twenty-six. It was one seventeen, one seventeen at the end of the at the end of regulation. So even that is still a high-scoring game. Uh, with that being said, uh, I do want to talk about some of the negatives today because there certainly were some. Uh, and we'll just start right at the defense. Defensively, the Grizzlies did whatever they wanted all night long. I already talked about it. John Moran had 29 points, uh, ended with nine assists and five rebounds. Dylan Brooks was another guy that just torched us. Uh, it seemed like towards the end of the game, he was hitting any shot he wanted. Ended 24 points. Seven rebounds and seven assists, uh, as well as two steals. So really, they just the two of them did absolutely anything they wanted. Uh, and the big kicker today was points in the paint. And the Grizzlies are one of the best teams in the NBA at doing it. Uh, I believe they ranked first or second in almost every category in regards to points in the paint. Uh, so it's it's just a good team. They drive the ball well. They dish well, but a lot of it comes back to being down low. Uh, a, they destroyed the Celtics as far as offensive rebounds go. Good rebounding team. Uh, and Party kind of you know thinks back to it. Like if we had Tristan Thompson, would things have been different? Uh, you know, overall they just. 
they kind of outpowered us down low. Uh, our perimeter defenders just overall didn't stick to their man as well as they probably should have. And again, you are missing a guy like Tatum that extends the defense a little bit more. Uh, but this is a it's a tough loss. I mean, it's a it's a good, not great Grizzlies team, like twenty and twenty on the season. We're again falling below five hundred, uh, which. I hate to say, uh, but overall, I mean, again, this is a, it's a tough loss to a team that is okay. I will say like they are one of the best teams as far as getting in the paint and they proved that tonight through and through 80, 80 points in the paint is just insane. Uh, it also comes from people that you don't necessarily expect. Like obviously Valanciunas is going to get his in the paint, uh, but a guy like John Morant, like He's just unbelievable. He is so, so talented. Uh, he's a small dude, but he gets into the paint and scores in the paint with the best of them. So, you know, again, it's it's tough watching the Celtics go down in this manner. Uh, but I will say this, you know, they put up a fight, which to me I thought was good. You know, obviously a loss is a loss. Whether you win by an inch or a mile, a win's a win. And that's a, you know, a famous Fast and Furious saying. Big fan. But what that doesn't help the Celtics as far as standings go. Uh, and outside of the points in the paint discrepancy, which is 80 to 54, the other big issue that the Celtics had tonight was on the free throw line. And we shot horrible from the free throw line. And it's not like the Grizzlies shot a ton more or a ton better, uh, but 15 of 24. Like tonight, we actually got to the line a halfway decent amount, but we couldn't capitalize on it. And it, I mean, it, it's completely different. Like last game, we didn't get to the line a lot, only nine times, but we hit all nine of our free throws. Tonight, we left nine free throws on the table. And... It, in a game, again, where you lose in overtime, those nine points hurt a lot. You saw Time Lord miss a couple of them late in the game. Uh, and it's just the whole team. None of them really shot great. Tice, one of two. Teague, four of seven. Smart, three of four. JB, two of three. Neesmith hit both of his, two of two. Uh, then Time Lord, three of six. So overall, we had, we just had a tough time at the free throw line. Again, it's encouraging to see them get to the line. That part I like. Uh, but you got to hit your free throws. You have to hit your free throws, especially against a team like Memphis. Like They capitalized on all of our miscues tonight. Had some good steals. They, ran the, they run the floor extremely well for a young team. Uh, but yeah, it's just... It's a tough loss where, you know, you got to think back. If we had maybe one other guy, things would have been different. Uh, but at this point, you know, you, you got to move on. We've got a day off tomorrow uh, before our game against Milwaukee on Wednesday. Uh, and hopefully, you know, Jason Tatum's illness was just the bad wings that he had the night before. Uh 
Because again, I I don't think that the Tatum illness being out was was much more than just being sick, because he was out during shoot around. I think he just got sick and maybe threw up before the game started. Uh, it's more of a you know better safe than sorry moment <laughs> for the Celtics. Uh, but I do I, I do want to stop the game there. This was obviously it's a tough loss. But we have a lot of Celtics rumors going on with the trade deadline. So before we dive into that, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. All right, let's take a quick second here. Shout out a new sponsor, Vidget. Vidget is the first gamified social network for sports bettors. It's 100% free to download and give sports bettors like me and you a place to talk about sports betting and compete against friends. Vidget has a free play sportsbook, which gives you the opportunity to win real prizes like t-shirts, Amazon gift cards, and even a PS5. They also have really cool betting league features, which kind of works like fantasy football for sports betting. Download today using the referral CeltsPod, that's C-E-L-T-S-P-O-D, and get 2,500 free coins to start betting with. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear, and the best part is, All Venture Greens Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15, that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, Celtics fans, we're back. Talk about some of the trade rumors that are going on here. They are heating up, and they are heating up fast. Celtics are, according to every source on the internet right now, are the front runners in the Aaron Gordon sweepstakes. And apparently the Magic are trying to wait until the deadline to hear out other potential suitors. Uh, Right now, it sounds like Evan Fournier is... Wanted to be part of that package. The Magic are trying to include him in that package. Aaron Gordon has mentioned that the Celtics are near the top of his list as far as potential trade targets. What we have also heard is that he does not want to be traded to somebody that is, you know, in a rebuilding atmosphere. He wants to join a contender. Uh, Right now, believe it or not, with a losing record, the Celtics still are put into that contender slot. Uh, the other team that we've heard has a lot of interest in Aaron Gordon is Houston, which is 100% in a rebuilding spot. So it seems like the Celtics are the front runner. Whether or not something happens is a completely different story. Uh, us Celtics fans have gotten our hopes up one too many times to really be all in on this uh, without thinking that there's a possibility of it not happening. 
with that being said, I uh, do want to talk about how this really would be structured as far as the Celtics go, right? So with our TPE, with the hard cap, we have approximately like $18.5 million before that hard cap, R- right around there. Could be a little bit more. I'm not sure on the exact dollar amount. However, the Magic, see, it seems to think, it seems to be that in order to get Aaron Gordon, you need two first-round picks and a young player. At that point, the Celtics could make that trade straight up. No issues. With the TPE, we'd come in under the hard cap. No issue. With the Magic trying to deal Evan Fournier as well, again, I think he would be a fantastic fit to the Celtics team, but... If we do bring in someone like Fournier, he does not fit in that TPE alongside Aaron Gordon. Together, their salaries are somewhere around $35, $36 million, and our TPE is $28.5. With that being said, the Celtics, the only way to make that deal happen is to then match Evan Fournier's salary. And the only way for the Celtics to make that happen it would need to include a package of either Thompson, Smart, or a guy like Kemba, which I don't think is is realistic. Uh, I know we've talked about it in the past, the last couple episodes actually, uh, about the Magic's interest in Kemba Walker. If that's the case and it's a true interest, we could make that deal without using the TP whatsoever. It would probably be a, like a, another two picks along with Kemba for Fournier and Aaron Gordon. Uh, with that being said, I don't, I don't really think that's the direction that Orlando's going to go. Uh, if that is the case, we would not need to touch the TP, which would give the Celtics another option to go and attack another wing player i was at this point the celtics are going to have too many bigs and are going to need to figure out their rotations at this point so an ideal situation is the whole kemba situation going to orlando for fournier and gordon Uh, and then we have potentially a second deal sending out a guy like thompson or tice uh in return for a wing player. And that's where we can use that TPE. Or, again, saving the TPE for the offseason. So those are all possibilities. Now, as far as bringing in a guy like Gordon and Fournier, more than likely, it's going to involve a guy like Thompson or Tice or Smart. Uh, Because we're going to need to match Fournier's salary. So actually, take back my last statement, probably not Tice. Because right now, he doesn't really fit into that mold. Neither does a guy like Time Lord. Uh, it's really just the people that are on those like mid-level exceptions or higher deals. Which are either JB, Tatum, Kemba, Smart, or Tristan Thompson. The first two, JB and Tatum, are pretty much off the table at that point, right? So it leaves very few options. 
uh, as far as my, as far as matching the salary of Evan Fournier, uh, we could send out a guy like Thompson, but we would still need to probably get rid of a guy like Grant Williams, a guy like potentially Romeo, uh, who is still on the, I guess a bigger of the rookie salary contracts. Uh, so that's when things start to get tough. Because matching a $17 million contract with the construction of our Celtics roster right now is very hard. Uh, It can be done, but it's going to include multiple players at that point. Or we need to involve a third team and do a three-team trade. Uh, Which, again, it's possible. And honestly, might be an ideal situation if we could find another wing player uh, to add to the Celtics team. So there's just, there's a lot going on at this point. There's just a lot going on. Uh, the Hawks have also added Boyan Bogdanovich to the potential trade block. Uh, and now the Hawks are very interested in Marcus Smart. And I posted this question on Twitter. Uh, would you be willing to trade a guy like Marcus Smart for an expiring contract of a guy like John Collins and Boyan Bogdanovich. And right now the responses are like 60-40 no, meaning they do not want to trade Marcus Smart for the potential of bringing in a guy like John Collins. And honestly, I'm kind of I'm kind of there with them. So John Collins is a fantastic big man. Bogdanovich is a excellent shooter. Been injured for the majority of the season, so we haven't seen a ton of it this year. But he's a very good shooter. Uh, and honestly, at this point, like I've talked about it in a lot of podcasts this year, the whole John Collins things, to, John Collins thing to me, really doesn't make a ton of sense because we're gonna bring him in. He denied or declined a $90 million extension with the Hawks because he wants max money. The Celtics really don't have much luxury to do so. And regardless of if we bring them in this year or not, in free agency next year, there are going to be 100 teams. Again, I know there aren't actually 100 teams in the NBA. There are going to be a lot of teams that want to bring him on their team. He's a young big that is extremely talented. And honestly, the Celtics just don't have enough capital to put his way. He's going to get a lot of offers that are significantly better than what the Celtics can offer. So is it worth giving up one of your, not even one of, giving up your best defender and the heart and soul of the Celtics team for a guy that can walk in six months when the season's over, when free agency's here. So it is worth it if he is that piece that can bring the Celtics a championship this year. Do I think that's the case? I don't. Unfortunately, I don't. Uh, So it kind of leaves the Celtics in a sticky spot. For me, I don't think it's worth it. It's an intriguing option. But I just I don't know that giving up smart and potential picks for both of those guys is worth it. Uh, the good part about doing that 
it pretty much John Collins fits into the Cantor TP because right now he's not making much. It's like four and a half million dollars. So he fits in the Cantor TPE. Bogdanovich and Smart are pretty much making the same money. So it's really not a huge impact. So we wouldn't need to use the TP there either. Uh, but at that point, you're really going to have to scramble in the offseason for extra capital. Because if you're adding another guy in right now using the TP alongside Collins and Bogdanovich, you're going to be scrambling hard trying to figure out who to drop, who to trade, because the salaries just will not work next year. And that makes it even harder to get a guy like John Collins back. So for me, it's I prefer to go the magic route and try to get a guy like Evan Fournier and Aaron Gordon Again, Evan Fournier is going to make things a little bit more challenging just as far as manipulating salaries, but it's possible. Uh, and that, again, I think is a trade that makes the Celtics significantly better. Aaron Gordon's a guy that we can bring on and go small ball lineups and potentially just switch everything, uh, which would make the, the entire team just a lot better better and more cohesive on the defensive end. And that right there is the big issue in my eyes. So those are the those are the two big rumors right now. One of the good things that we haven't heard a ton of is the whole Brad Stevens to IU situation. So hopefully that's just died down completely and there are no legs to it. Uh, another trade that we have not heard anything of is Harrison Barnes, unfortunately. Uh, a couple days ago when we played the Kings, actually, I guess it was last Friday, uh, Kyle Draper said that there is very little chance that it happens. I trust him. I think that it's probably dead. So right now it seems like Aaron Gordon is our primary target and we seem to be a good fit for him. So that's where a lot of our eggs are going. If for some reason that falls through, People are going to be coming for Danny Ainge's head. And it's not going to be pretty. But that's what we got. Those are the, the two main options for the Celtics coming into the deadline. Again, we've talked about other options like a guy like George Hill. Uh, there just aren't a ton of rumors flying around with that right now. So that's where we're going to end the podcast. Overall... Tough loss tonight against the Grizzlies, but the talk of the day is not the game. The talk of the day is the trade deadline. So make sure to stay tuned. We've got another game coming up Wednesday against the Bucks, which is the day before the deadline, and I'm sure there will be a lot more to talk about. Uh, if you haven't already, follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star written review would greatly appreciate it. And we will talk to you Wednesday night. Have a good night, Celtics fans. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic.